Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. We are here today with Bob Garver. Bob, how are you doing? Wonderful. Happy Monday. Well, if you're here, then that means you and I are talking about movies. Uh, We had a a big slate of openings this past weekend. We're going to start today with the box office winner, Free Guy, which I have to admit, I'm kind of happy that this is a... uh, sort of an original movie that gets released here in the summer, a summer full of sequels and reboots and things like that. So Ryan Reynolds stars in this uh, video game movie. Tell us a little bit about Free Guy. Uh, well, Ron, Ryan Reynolds' character uh, named Guy uh, is a um, bank teller who discovers that his whole world uh, is just a video game, um, a, uh, a video game that's uh, sort of a cross between uh, Grand Theft Auto and Fortnite, um, and uh, he decides that uh, he wants to play in the game instead of being the non-playable character that he is. Um, it turns out that this decision is uh, is because he is a type of artificial intelligence uh, created by a programmer played by Jody Comer, um, who is trying to uh, get her AI software back from the game's owner, uh, played by Taika Waititi. Well, an interesting premise. Uh, You know, not the first time we've ever seen a video game movie type before, but this is something that's kind of totally new, though. It's not based off of a game. It's, yeah, as you said, uh, maybe takes a little bit from certain games. But um, overall, what was your thoughts? I mean, Ryan Reynolds has uh, sort of been on a hot streak here in recent years with Deadpool kind of creating that character and, and really, you know, making fans excited for sort of a different type of uh, superhero movie. What do you think he does here with uh, with Free Guy? Well, the, the strengths of the movie uh, is based on the, the likability of its cast. Uh, between Reynolds, between Comer, uh, Joe Keeley as um, the uh, guy who helped her uh, write the AI code in the first place, and uh, Lil Rel Howery as Reynolds' best friend, uh, four very charismatic leads uh, that make this an enjoyable movie. Also some nice visual elements, uh, lots of uh, little cameos and Easter eggs going on in the background of this movie. Um, I will say uh, the script is a bit of a letdown. Uh, Even though it's technically original, you can see a lot of uh, influence from uh, the Truman Show, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, a lot of other movies, and uh, ends up actually coming off as, as rather derivative. 
Okay. Um, overall, did you like the film? What's your final grade for Freak? I, I did. I did. I'm giving it a. I'm, gi I'm giving it a B minus. It's uh, one of the more pleasant surprises I've seen in a while. Well, and they got uh, you know sort of some good news over the weekend. A 28.4, right around that million dollar box office take, and apparently that was good enough to to warrant a sequel. So it looks like. Uh, Free Guy will become a uh, franchise, perhaps, as they, uh, they they were, I guess, beat expectations with that $28 million opening weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see these characters again. Uh, Jodie Comer, especially, she's, I believe, an Emmy winner uh, for the show Killing Eve. Okay. Uh, but um, I want to see her, I want to see her do more in, in movies because she is, she is a uh, tremendous leading lady. Sure, definitely. All right, so a, a nice, pleasant surprise. Not a bad way as the summer rolls down here, you know, as we, we get down into the summer months, and uh, not a bad way to get a, a nice little pleasant surprise here as the uh, box office continues into this late summer. Well, another uh, movie that came out, maybe somewhat of a disappointment box office-wise, was Respect, about eight and a little over $8.5 million uh, over the weekend, although it finished fourth. Um I'm sorry. We're going to talk about "Don't Breathe." I'm sorry about that, George. Oh, no, we can, we can jump. We can jump to respect. It's okay. fine. Well, let's let's jump right into respect then. I mean, is there a, you know, obviously, is there a better actress maybe to play Aretha Franklin than Jennifer Hudson? She's an Oscar winner for Dreamgirls. She's got a voice like very few do. Um, so she takes on the the role here of Aretha Franklin. Tell us a little bit about the movie Respect. Did you like this film? Uh, I did. Uh, I had a very unique experience. Uh, watching this movie, I saw it in Harlem. Um, okay. I've, I have never seen um, a celebrity death uh, put put Harlem in the reverent mood that it was in uh, when when Aretha Franklin passed a few years ago. Um, uh, maybe the closest thing uh, would be Muhammad Ali back in I think it was 2016. Uh, but uh, it definitely. It definitely cast a pall over the neighborhood uh, when she passed. And seeing this movie in Harlem the other night, um, I would say that it was that it belongs on the list of greatest theater experiences that we did a few weeks ago. Huh? However, uh, I would have to disqualify it because there was a celebrity in attendance, and that's a disqualifying factor. Okay. Uh, the film's writer, oh. uh, Tracy. I have to. I have to look this up here. Um, Tracy Scott Wilson. Tracy Scott Wilson. I wanted to say Walter. Yeah, Tracy Scott Wilson uh, was uh, was in attendance in the lobby uh, okay. for, for the screening I attended of this film. Uh, but just a just a tremendous audience that really boosted um, this mostly mediocre biopic. Uh, you can tell where they were plugging in. Uh, you know, we need a romance here. We need a substance abuse problem here. A problem with her father here. Um, as as Jennifer Hudson goes through this. Uh, movie doing a doing a great Aretha Franklin, um, but uh, but nowhere near matching the real Aretha Franklin. Uh, okay. They they show a clip of the real Aretha singing at the end of the movie, and I think it's a mistake because it just reminds people hmm. that the real Aretha is so much better than than Jennifer Hudson as as good as she is. It's an it's like an A minus impression. Uh, compared to an A plus singer, I had the same problem with Rami Malek as um, as Freddie Mercury a few years ago in Bohemian Rhapsody. But he wrote that to an Oscar, so right. so um, you know, I, a lot of people will probably feel different about Jennifer Hudson than 
than I do. And I'm not saying she's bad, but but when it's a one of a kind singer like Aretha Franklin, she, she there's there's nobody better. Nobody's going to come closer than her, but she she can't quite match her. Well, obviously, you know, we've seen you you mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody. I wasn't really a big fan of Bohemian Rhapsody, I have to admit. Rami Malik's performance was fine. I didn't know if it was really Oscar winning caliber performance. Uh, these biopics have sort of gotten into, I don't know if it's been a rut lately, uh, but you have movies like Bohemian Rhapsody. I know Respect has gotten sort of a lukewarm response. Um, obviously, you know, we, we were in sort of a, just a dream world when you had movies like Ray and Walk the Line years ago that maybe really hit their, their biopics out of the park. Is Respect in that kind of a tier or is it maybe not so good? What was your final grade for Respect? My my grade for respect is a B minus. Okay, so um, it's a solid film then, not not too bad then. No, it's not. It's not too bad. And, and like I said, I mean, there's you know, pe- people will enjoy Jennifer Hudson. She's right. just not not like um, I'm trying to go by the screen here. Um, Aretha Franklin is here, and Jennifer Hudson is here, like near the top, but. Right. Uh, but just not just not matching Aretha. Sure. Do you think that uh, like Malik did it years ago with Bohemian Rhapsody that maybe Jennifer Hudson might be able to squeeze into that Oscar race and be a contender this year? Uh, I think she will be. Um, I'm hearing that uh, that Jessica Chastain is uh, is uh, favored for that uh, Tammy Faye Baker movie. Well, sure. we'll have to see there. But I think she's at least. I think Jennifer Hudson is at least in for a nomination. Okay. All right. Uh, so, okay. Respect. Uh, definitely uh, something that may be worth seeing. You know, obviously, I'm, I was a big fan of Jennifer Hudson and Dreamgirls. I didn't really like Dreamgirls as much, but Jennifer Hudson was a, a pleasant surprise in that movie as sort of her breakout role into acting. Uh, so uh, definitely interested in seeing her playing what you would say, and I agree, a, a very almost impossible character to play because Aretha Franklin's so great. So, uh, But uh, definitely excited to see how she uh, handles that role. So, um, next up is uh, Don't Breathe 2. Now, this is a complete opposite, maybe, of uh, respect, but uh, tell us a, bit, a little bit about Don't Breathe 2, because I totally missed Don't Breathe, so uh, let us tell us a little bit about this uh, sequel here. Okay, well, uh, Don't Breathe was the story of some robbers who broke into the house of a blind man played by Stephen Lang. Um, he manages to turn the tables on them uh, with his... Um, heightened other sentences and other senses in his military background. Um, there was also a turning of the tables as far as um, who was the uh, hero and who was the villain in the movie. Uh, he, about halfway through the movie, turned out to be a lot more villainous than anybody had anticipated. Um, in this movie, he is... Uh, um, much more of a hero, uh, but haunted by some of the villainous actions he's done in the past. Um, and uh, anytime he would he would uh, accomplish something in this movie, I would say uh, you know it doesn't make you any less of a of a villain based on some of the things you did in the first movie. Um, but this movie it has to strain so hard to make the new characters unlikable and villainous. Uh, so that he looks heroic by comparison, mm. and you can you can just see them straining and going out of their way to just make them so unlikable, um, and it makes for a 
it, it makes for a movie where where just everybody is unlikable uh, except for the uh, except for the little girl that he's raising. Okay. Stephen Lang's character. Stephen Lang is uh, raising this little girl, and uh, and these outsiders are uh, are trying to take them or trying to take her from him. Well, a lot of people might recognize Stephen Lang from Avatar. Uh, that was really one of the first times I really noticed him on screen. I mean, obviously, he had quite the career before Avatar, but uh, that sort of as the villain in that film was was sort of his breakout into the mainstream where even more roles would come to him. This is probably one of those types of franchises that maybe he's able to get because of the popularity of Avatar and his performance there. Um, anything good out of Stephen Lang out of this movie? I really enjoy him sort of as that bad guy, but uh, how would you uh, sort of assess his performance in this film? He gets uh, he gets one scene toward the end where he finally acknowledges uh, how villainous he was in the first movie, which he seemed to be oblivious to mm-hmm. um, in the in the first movie and up until and up until now. Um, other than that, though, this this movie is just is just useless because it's just it's two two very unlikable villainous forces just knocking heads for a while. Now, did you like and, the? Uh, did you see the first film? Did you like it? Did you not like that first? Uh, actually, film? it was it was one of my favorite movies of that year. It was an honorable okay. mention on my top ten uh, list. Okay. It was, uh, so it would have been between ten and twenty that year. Okay, so a little bit of a disappointment here with the sequel itself then, okay. Yeah, I'm giving the sequel a D. Oh, okay. All right, Bob, well, what's coming up in the future? What do you got for us next week? Uh, Next week there are four wide releases, Reminiscence, Paw Patrol, The Protégé, and The Night House. Okay. Um, Yes, uh, so four four new releases uh, might take me um, a little bit longer to get to all four of those because I'll be on vacation. Sure. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll work something out, and uh, I will talk to you next week about at least three of those movies. All right. Well, Bob, we definitely appreciate your time as always, and we will uh, see you next week. Okay. Have fun at the movies. Yep. Thank you very much. Highlight of my. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast, based on the work from our book Hope Interrupted that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.